Welcome to the Greater Freedom Podcast with Nicola Charlotte. This is the podcast for female entrepreneurs and online service providers who are committed to having a thriving business they love and a lifestyle of freedom, because we really do deserve to have it all. I'm equal parts mindset and equal parts business strategy, here to help you create the most epic results whilst feeling fulfilled in all areas of your life. Let's dive in. And welcome back to another episode of the Greater Freedom Podcast with me, your host, Nicola Charlotte. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by a fellow business coach, podcast host, and barley lover, Susie Clark. Um, I met first met Susie back in November at one of her monthly female entrepreneur uh, dinners in Bali, and then again in January when I was back. And I absolutely love and admire all the work that you do, Susie. I think it's super inspiring and I can't wait to delve into it um, in today's conversation. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Welcome. It's great to have you here. Yeah, thanks, Nicola. I'm really, really excited and grateful for being invited on. Not at all. And I would love... I. I always like to sort of pass over to you to give a little bit of an introduction to explain um, fully what it is that you do, because I know that you're often doing lots of different things. So for for the listeners that might not have come across you yet, um, please give us a little bit more information about sort of, yeah, the work that you do and, and the woman that you work with. Yeah, I love that. I do that on mine as well. I'll just hand it off to them to introduce. So so, yeah, hi everyone. I'm Susie. I'm what you would call a business coach and mentor. Um, I, my company is called Female Leadership Collective. I basically help women start, grow and launch online businesses, um, particularly in the courses space as well. And my background, I kind of specialize in sales and funnels and getting clients, that kind of thing. Um, And really, yeah, as Nicola says, I've been in Bali for like three years. I escaped a corporate career in banking. um, And that's kind of what drove me to create Female Leadership Collective as a space for women to escape and actually do something different and, you know, build a business that allows them to impact um, other people and have purpose and and build more of a freedom-based life, which I'm sure we're going to delve into more in the episode. Mm. Yeah, and it feels like, not, not that I have a past in banking, but I can only imagine that the difference between your corporate career to where you are now, you know, working with women in Bali, hosting retreats, you know, organizing these monthly um, sort of entrepreneur like meetups is so contrasting to the corporate life that you used to have. And I just wonder, was freedom a big factor in the decision to move away from corporate and, you know, take this new, new direction that you then did sort of however many years ago? Yeah, I would say it was the number one driver. It was the number one driver. And I think I'd never thought about this concept before until (laughs) my first year as a grad in banking, like commuting on the tube to to Canary Wharf in London, um, working in this skyscraper. And I was super impressed with it for a few months until I kind of realized oh my God, I feel like a prisoner. Like I'm working at a desk. I can't see a window because the window Mm. offices are reserved for the seniors. And, you know, 
I do I really want to spend my whole life just to be able to look out a window every day <laughs> and That's I just crazy. I was just like this is just not how I want to spend my life whatsoever and looking at the people who have made it in this industry like that's not my personal for making it and that was a big wake-up mm. call for me and that was the moment when I realized yeah I actually want freedom and you know what this doesn't feel successful to me because I, I've been chasing the wrong thing and I should have been chasing like more of a freedom-based lifestyle um, mm. so yeah you're so right I would say it was the number one driver yeah, and with, I mean, there's a few things there that I'd love to kind of unpick a little bit, but um, one of the things that you said was sort of that, that it, this doesn't feel successful. And I think that's such a trap that so many of us get caught up in, even even now when we're doing, you know, things that we love and we're, work, you know, we're super passionate about our businesses and the women that we're working with. But it can be very easy to see, you know, let's say other women celebrating a 50K launch or celebrating yeah. a team of, 10 that they're now working with and then it triggers those oh does that mean that I haven't quite made it or does that mean that I'm not as successful as I thought and I wonder yeah. whether you could speak a little bit on how you were able to change that narrative of actually this isn't feel successful to me and finding out what did and now how you kind of maintain that with the work that you're doing and the business that you're growing yeah, I'm so glad you bring up this point because this applies so much to business as well. Because if you if you realize or if you're conditioned to follow a certain version of success that's monetary driven or numbers driven or title driven or prestige driven, basically like external factors, unless you kind of decondition out of that in a conscious way, it will follow you <laughs> into your business, mm. right? And I've had this myself. And um, I, I think I, I'm working through this with so many clients as well at the moment. And it's, it's a struggle because especially with high achieving women and my, my whole audience are kind of like women who got the best careers and got all the best grades and that kind of thing so I always just call them high achievers that's that's my name for yeah. them <laughs> especially with high achieving women we've been conditioned to want to be the best and get the best and those metrics are measured by money and numbers and amount of sales so it's really really tricky to then go and create your own business and not be motivated by that and I think I mm. especially didn't really realize or even think of that in my business and I only like recently have I been like hitting big numbers you know big to me anyway and mm. at the same time my nervous system feeling completely out of whack because it's like whoa what is this like yes I've wanted this but like Ugh, this is scary and of course there's always going to be a part of that when you start to um achieve success that's further than you ever have before because there's an expansion mm. involved there but at the same time you know that number is not the measure that we should be chasing my measure should be and i've done been doing work on this with with therapist actually but my measure mm. should be more how i'm feeling how peaceful am i feeling how much joy am i having how much mm. am i enjoying enjoying having my business like how stress like how 
how like not stressed do I feel like these are actually more important measures right because high achieving women are going to make it anyway so it's like we need Mm. to choose how we're going to make it what's the way we're going to make it and actually um how I'm working with a lot of my clients is thinking about how they want to design their businesses what should be the metrics in terms of like how you're feeling more internal because the money's going to come the numbers are going to come like with the strategy and you know these women are are wired to achieve so yeah that's my take on it but it's a real challenge yeah it is it's so interesting and as you were saying that I you know immediately was thinking well of course that's what we chase quote unquote because that's what we're taught to believe is the definition and sign of success you know in terms of the, the higher the salary you earn the more successful you are but there's all, you know, there's the, the well-known facts that actually that doesn't bring you happiness. So I just wonder for people that are listening and maybe are thinking, oh, I feel a little bit seen here in terms of, yes, I, I admit I've been chasing the numbers, but actually I don't feel as happy or as fulfilled or as free as I thought I would. Yeah. Are there any tips or you know, what would you say to someone that is feeling that way in terms of just one step or one action that they can take to kind of help them get a little bit back on track to feeling good whilst also knowing that they're going to sort of hit their financial goals? Yeah, so I would say the awareness piece is actually really amazing progress because this is what means that you can then do something about it, right? And awareness that you know, oh, I'm not feeling how I was expecting to feel, just suggests that there needs to be some reflection. So just have a think about, you know, what feels wrong at the moment? Where are you feeling that feeling in the body of like, paralysis, like nervousness, like real discomfort and stress? What moments are causing that? Is it a particular client? Is it a particular team member? Is it a particular activity that you don't want to do? Like, where can you create more boundaries so that those things aren't, you know, happening anymore? Or or also where perhaps do you like if it's particular tasks, I know lots of people struggle with sales calls and things. If it's a task that's Mm. stressing you out, where do you need to learn more to feel more comfortable? Um, So it's just kind of like thinking internally, what, what is the root of these feelings? And actually, how do I want to feel? And then, Mm. then putting that on your kind of measure. So on your monthly metrics, or at the end of every week, when you're, you know, reflecting on the week and doing your numbers or whatever you do, put some like drivers there of, you know, how you're feeling on a scale of one to 10, how stressed did you feel? (laughs) These kind of things that actually are important to how you want to run your business. And um, Mm. yeah, like I say, it's it's just so key, because what are we doing this for, right? We don't want to recreate our corporate jobs in our businesses. We want yeah. to create something we really love. Yeah. And I wonder as well, there's an element of learning how to detach from the outcome because actually a lot of those feelings that we might be experiencing, whether it's frustration or mm-hmm. like stagnancy or jealousy even, that's because we're attached to the outcome. And that in itself is a whole process and awareness and understanding of actually 
if you're feeling at your best, and I firmly believe this, and I talk about it a lot with my clients, you know, if we can prioritize feeling good first versus rewarding ourselves last, that's going to put us up in much better stead for success because we're going to show up with more energy, with more vibrancy, with more joy. That in turn resonates with people. And yes, of course, we need the strategy as well. But it's that, yeah, as you say, looking at your emotional kind of feeling metrics as opposed to just the hard numbers. Yeah, I love this. I literally had this. I wrote this out in Slack today to my clients pretty much. Like, it's just so, so many of us, and I would, I, you know, I've done this as well, think, oh, we'll have freedom when, and we'll feel mm. joyous when, and we'll relax when. But actually, we won't, because we're wired not to, because we're high achievers, yeah. right? So we need to find a way to bring that into our lives now. The world isn't going to stop if we just go for a lunch break and go for a walk for 30 minutes in nature and breathe and appreciate the sounds and, you know, whatever whatever you live around the beauty of that like the world isn't going to stop but you have to consciously give yourself permission to go and do that and Mm. you know if you're not going to do it now when you become a millionaire you're probably not going to do it either (laughs) we're in control of this right now so that's what I would say is you know kind of train yourself that these things are really, really important. Looking after you, looking after your body, looking after how you feel, especially at the start of growing a business because you're putting Mm. a lot of things out and not getting much back and you need to look after yourself through that period because the biggest threat to that period is is you giving up. So being in a better mindset and feeling confident and you can hack those through really basic things like, Make sh- making sure you're drinking enough water, making sure you're sleeping enough, making sure you're moving your body, making sure you're not doing HIIT workouts a million times a week and stuff like that, like <laughs> regulating your stress, you know? There's all these things that you can do um, to look after yourself so that you can show up in a better way in your business and just start to have the freedom already, right? Mm -hmm. and on the topic of well the mention of freedom and the topic of the podcast what does freedom look like to you yeah so this has changed relatively recently and I think I've realized my definition of freedom is actually you know it's actually about self-love it's actually about loving yourself to be honest and I never thought this before for a while I thought it was about you know how many hours you don't work and where you live Mm. and you know can you work from your laptop but actually unless you can free yourself from yourself you'll never Mm. feel it you'll never feel that sense of freedom so it's kind of you know going doing that inner work and getting to the point where you allow yourself to have this joy have this play um have rest and you know you allow yourself to put all the content out in the world because that's what you want to do and you don't care what happens, right? And that Mm. to me is freedom, having the freedom to trust yourself enough to do the things that you actually want to do. And and on the Mm. other side of that is also being able to trust yourself enough to like say no when it's actually a no and, you know, not say yes when it's actually a no. And I think this is Mm. all around self-love and self-trust and that is 
now my definition of freedom and it, it wasn't before it's it's all internal is what I believe mm. I love that answer I love that so much and I feel like there's so much I want to talk on that topic <laughs> because it ultimately does always always whatever it is come down to that internal feeling happiness yeah. security love joy like that's not something yes we get we can get that externally but if we can't get it internally it's going to be very yeah. short-lived or it's going to be sort of surface level um and the word that you used there a couple of times was allow yourself so allow yourself to have the joy allow yourself to have the freedom and on the in the nature of sort of high achieving women which i think a lot of the my audience are as well and the listeners it's and I, I think I'm saying this kind of <laughs> calling myself out here, but I'm sure it will resonate is, you know, we'll, we'll give ourselves a milestone of, OK, well, once um, I sign my next client or when I've hit, you know, my financial goal, then I'll book myself in for a, for a massage, a sort of celebration. But then when that comes around, I think, oh, no, I don't really need a massage. I'll, I'll, I'll do it next month. And we never actually allow ourselves that joy or that real sort of self-care in a way because we sort of brush it off as if we don't need it and then that isn't freedom in a, in a weird way because we're kind of yeah. we're not honoring those commitments that we're making to ourselves, and then we just keep pushing the milestone further and further away um I guess that's not really a question but sort of a, a reflection on on what you said and I think it it's so important to have just have this conversation around that internal work that ultimately is the most important to get that degree of freedom that we're looking for yeah I love it like I, I can't I can't agree more and it's so tricky as a high achiever because we have been wired not to think that and also I'd caveat this with we're also in a very privileged position so we can define freedom like this obviously freedom doesn't mean that to a lot of people in the world we're in a very fortunate mm. position um but yeah, it's just one of those things that I realized like all along that you can create freedom in your life internally. And yes, there's things you can do like move to Bali, work from your laptop, all of these things which help. Creating a business that allows you to work from home helps. But at the same time, unless you unlock yourself from being a prisoner to what society wants you to do, then you'll never feel this sense of freedom. And it, it's a feeling. Freedom is a feeling. I don't think it's a thing. Mm. And I know you mentioned earlier briefly that you were speaking to your therapist about a specific topic. And I imagine, yeah. well, I know that therapy is an amazing tool to help with that inner work and connecting more deeply with yourself. But uh, for anyone that might not have, access to a therapist or be in a position where they can have therapy are there any other little tools or mindset processes or rituals that you incorporate in your week or your routine to help with that as well um yeah so I mean there's so many resources these days we're so we're so lucky with podcasts and YouTube and all of this where we can just go and Google something, right? But at the same time, tools wise, something that's been really, really incredible for me has been breath 
work. And I actually mm. just, my podcast this week is on breath work and the experiences. And I was oh. so skeptical of this. I was like, oh, really? Am I, it's so Bali. Am I going to go and pay like 25 quid to breathe in a yoga shala? Like, no. <laughs> and when I walked in, they, it was like, you know, very Abudian. And first question I got asked was, have you breathed before? And I'm thinking, oh my God, what is this? But it was the most powerful, incredible thing I've ever experienced. And, um, really? you know, I think a big part of this, a big part of the problem with high achieving women is stored emotions and not releasing emotions. Mm. And especially as coaches, um, don't know if a lot of your audience are coaches themselves, but coaches, yeah hold space and there's emotions coming into that space all sorts highs lows highs lows we have highs and lows in our own businesses but let alone holding a group space where there's so many emotions and it can be so easy like how how many times do you come off a call and you're like okay i need to go and like do a little dance or something go and have a break like i don't know how some coaches do it they do back-to-back calls i was i'll never do that um but breath works so amazing to just release these pockets of stored energy and stored emotion and Mm -hmm. there's been times where the facilitators like pressed on my hip or pressed on a part of my body where they're not where they're seeing breath isn't going and instant emotional release just burst into tears i have no idea why no story nothing coming to me but like it's so clear that something is going on there and it's just yeah it's just incredible so I definitely recommend go and have a google of your local breathwork class and get your Bali Zen on and go and give it a go Mm. yeah I have I have to give that a go I've sort of dabbled in it a little bit but as soon as I start getting that warm fuzzy slightly sort of dizzy like headiness feeling yeah. I'm like oh I don't like this and I kind of withdraw from it but yeah I guess that's linked to like maybe deeper issues around like control and you know not Surrender. liking you know, being... yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah just let yourself go there and it'll be amazing maybe that's a an extreme excuse to come back to Bali but I'll, I'll try and find somewhere in London <laughs> first <laughs> Yeah. Um, one thing I know that you, well, you you mentioned that you're sort of particularly focused on is is courses, um, helping you know coaches with with courses. And I imagine, well, I know that that's also a big source of freedom is is being able to um, monetize your knowledge with whether whether it's passive courses or or live courses. What was it about courses that? you know that you decided to go down that route as a kind of main focus as opposed to say one-to-one coaching yeah so for most of my audience and myself there's two main things that they want and it is freedom like we're we're saying but also impact and purpose as well there's two things Mm. and courses like the these are the perfect ingredients for a course business model because and and you, I'm sure you use this phrase a lot, but trading your time for money, we want to get away from this concept. And obviously, like being paid a salary in a job is trading time for money. And you're kind of limited there. The same with if you just had a one to one practice, right, you're trading your time for money, you've only got a fixed amount of hours in the week. Whereas courses, you can do, you know, you can serve one to many in that same hour. Mm. So that's how it becomes really scalable. And typically I'll break 
freedom down to like time, location, financial, and it can just hit all of those because it's online. So you can work from anywhere. It time wise, you, you know, it's scalable because you can have many people in one hour financially. Again, you're not limited because you're not trading your time for money. So it's really the recipe for a really great business model for freedom. And then the second thing is the impact and purpose piece with one-to-one. Yes, you're making an impact, but I'd argue a course is almost better to make more of an impact because you get to impact more people, right? You're not, you're not, you're not limited by the amount of people you can service. So if you really, really want to make a mark on the world, then creating a course is the way that you can impact more people with your, with your Mm. gifts and with your knowledge. So that's why I love it so much. Mm. Yeah. And it's it's also the reason why I've loved some of the sort of programs or like masterminds that I've done, which I know are slightly different to courses, but that sort of concept is that community element as well. And being yeah. immersed with other women who are ambitious, who have different, you know, walks of, from different walks of life, different experience, supporting one another. And as a solopreneur, or, you know, even if you've got maybe a small team, it still can be lonely. And, and it's like, yeah. actually just having that group energy is so impactful as well in a in a different sense but I I know you do a lot of work with groups of women and bringing women together which is one of the elements I find so inspiring is there is such a big emphasis on empowering one another to keep doing better and supporting one another because ultimately that that is that's only going to help that's only a positive thing um so Yeah. yeah I thought I would just mention that 100% we are wired to be communal beings right that's how we're wired and that you're you're so right like especially if you're earlier on in your journey you might be around all your past friends that are still in corporate and feel like you're isolating yourself from the group like if we go back to kind of like caveman times that is almost um you know Mm. that's a real threat right so we're wired to feel that that's the wrong thing to do so you're going to be pushing against more resistance there so yeah having a community is so it's so important and um I would actually argue that in my community-based programs in my like group coaching they get better results than they would on their own because they lift themselves up to the energy of the collective itself. Yeah. And so I, I really, really believe that. And, you know, one day someone might be having a tough day, but then someone else is going to lift them up and then vice versa. And you just know you've got that mm. support network and that just makes all the difference to if you're going to be successful or not. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I notice as well, you're currently... Well, you've got a retreat coming up that yeah. you're, is it, are you hosting it yourself? Yeah, it's my retreat. <gasps> so we're bringing people to Bali and I couldn't be more excited. And basically it kind of, it, it was created based on when I first quit my corporate job, I just had this urge to do something different and just get out. And I didn't know what to do, but I needed to get it away and I needed to reflect and I needed to do healing and there just wasn't anything. And so I just Mm. booked a yoga teacher training, like so many people do. (laughs) And I didn't want to become a yoga teacher. And it was amazing. And it was great. But I didn't really need to do like 21 days of intensive yoga teaching. Mm. I really just needed to, you know, be in a place and be coached and be in that situation. So I 
I created the retreat I wished I had at the time for and it's, mm. it's called the reset and it's for women who need a reset um, and it's like a combination of business coaching with me to have a roadmap of what you're going to do next but then also healing because there's so much to do when you've put yourself yeah. in a situation that you don't want to be in and then wellness experiences as well in like a beautiful mansion villa in Ubud so <laughs> I'm really, really excited. That sounds amazing. I wish I was closer yeah. because I would 100% come. The amount of time that I've spent in the past <laughs> trying to find, and I'm not even saying this because you're here, but trying to find a, a retreat like that because so many of them are yoga focused, purely yeah. yoga focused, or they do yoga and breath work or, you know, it's hiking, but it's, yeah, that sounds amazing. So when, when is it? It is at the end of May for one week. And if anyone's interested, I can send you the link. Um, but we've also got a promotion going on when, where if you get a room, you can come onto my uh, business accelerator for free, my online group coaching that I was talking about. So it's actually quite Amazing. cool because you'll get to meet the other women on calls before you go to the retreat, which is quite, I quite like that. That's exciting. Oh, I love um, that. I'll definitely, yeah, I'll definitely yeah. leave the link in the description box below so anyone can have a look if you're interested and then reach out to Amazing. Susie afterwards with any questions. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Susie, for your time, for coming on the podcast and yeah, for just sharing so much insight and wisdom. I feel, yeah, that topic of sort of self-love and the sort of inner freedom is such an interesting stance on freedom. And um, mm. I'm going to go away and have a little, a little more of a think myself on um, how, what I can oh. be doing to, to help that. So thank you. And where can people find you? And as always, I'll leave the links in the description box below. Yeah, thank you so much, Nicola. And it's amazing. It's amazing that you've got this space as well. So kudos to you. Um, so everybody can find me on Instagram. I hang out there. It's Susie Clark underscore. So it's S-U-Z-I-E-C-L-A-R-K underscore or our website, femaleleadershipcollective.com. Um, and I think we'll link the retreat um, there as well. And I, on my website, I've also got like a free Bali digital nomad guide if any of your audience are potentially thinking about making the move to Bali as well. So Amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. And I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a review. I would love to hear from you. In the meantime, my DMs are always open, so come over and say hi at Nicola Charlotte Coaching. Bye!